Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody. Yeah? Don't know why I'm saying that in such a joyful tone when I'm not feeling joyful at all. Listen, this week is long. Like, I feel like I'm feeling burnout. Like, I'm just, I'm just not with it. And to even record this has taken so much mental preparation. I'm recording this on a Wednesday. The plan was to record this on Sunday night. But anyway, we move. And welcome back to another week, another episode. I mean, it started off on a little bit of a bad note because I started off with a little bit of a negativity it's only about to get even more negative so <laughs> strap in because yeah today this week is not the one yeah welcome back to if i didn't laugh i'd cry so today's another solo episode i think maybe if you're clued in, yeah, if you really are a supporter, maybe you've noticed that it's two guests than me, two guests than me. So I think I'm going to keep that up for a little bit until it becomes just me because none of you lot want to come on. Yeah, but I've got things to get off my chest and I want to say it with my chest. And it's not about you lot not wanting to come on the podcast. It's about these inflation prices. Yeah, this inflation this big inflation that wants to break us, yeah, I got a news alert today, it said UK prices jumped by 10.1% in the 12 months to July, as the cost of living continued to rise at the highest rate of 40 years, I don't know what you want me to do with this, right, thanks for the info, I noticed, my bank account noticed, I don't know what you want me to do with this info, do you know what I mean, I'm a little bit mad at it, I don't know how, right, People expect us to buy houses, to be financially stable, to be financially free when this is the crap that we're having to put up with. I am so sorry that this is a serious rant, but I'm in a serious mood. So I'm just going to go for it. Yeah, I don't get it. 
I can barely afford long life milk, Audi, right? How do people even expect us to like, I don't know, these petrol prices, I mean, they've gone down a little bit and I'm pretty sure it's because people were like, nah, this makes no sense. How are the, you lot making such a massive profit and we're here on our hands and knees begging, please support ourselves. You know, the council, the, the council tax rebate, it was like 150 quid, 150 quid. <laughs> 150 quid i've lived in this flat for three years and i'm pretty sure 150 quid is not even one percent of what it is i've paid over the years so this is a big joke it's just a big joke and i'm finished i'm tired with it of it but i don't know why i'm ranting and raving about it because i've got no choice do you know what i mean but it's it's all a bit long but let me actually have a moment of gratitude because even though the prices and the cost is a little bit mad right I've still got a roof over my head and I still have food in my belly. So that's still amazing. And I know that some people out there are not as privileged. So let me count my blessings. But it doesn't change the fact that times are hard. I don't think I'm ever going to be in a position to buy a house because what the heck is this? What the heck is this? My nine to five barely covers my tampons. But I to five barely covers my monthly sanitary towels. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, how can I afford a house? I'm 30 years old. I feel like time's running now. Am I the only person who feels like they're just in a race against time? Like, I need to buy, I need to do this, I need to get married, I need to sometimes I feel that way, but lately I've just been trying to be still, be calm, because it is what it is. It will happen when it happens. But yeah. Ah, burnout is real, people. Burnout is real. Always check in with yourself. And you know what? I don't think I'm burnt out because I've been doing way too much, right? I think I'm just burnt out because I haven't had a break that's been an adequate break. I feel like every single time I have a break, it's like with kids, yeah? And me and my sister had a long chat yesterday about it. And well and truly, I love my baby in it. I love my baby. But it's not a break with my baby. Do you know what I mean? It's not a break with Olivia. I'm still like in mum mode. I'm still thinking and I'm still like, what does she need to eat? What do we need to do? I need to make sure that our days are not like, um, just vacant and not doing anything. And the days that we don't do anything, I feel bad. So it's like this massive cycle of guilt. So yeah, I just feel like I'm feeling pretty burnt out. Um, I think I just need maybe a little, a whole spa day or something. So yeah, need to book that, I think. All alone. No one there. Don't come. Don't ask me to come. I want to do it by myself. <laughs> Batty. Batty. Thank you for sticking with me through that negativity. Maybe I feel I feel better. Like we can move forward. Right? And I can tell you guys an embarrassing if I didn't laugh out cry story. So this story takes place in a lovely place called Newbold Family Housing, where I used to live. It was like um a compass, like a uni, right? A Seventh-day Adventist uni. My dad went there, but then there was also like housing that were attached to the uni where the students could stay there with their families, hence why it was called family housing. So we lived in family housing and there was a bunch of other people who lived in family housing because even though the uni was a Seventh-day Adventist uni, it also had like other courses. It wasn't just like God course courses. It was like business, photography, ETC, ETC. Hmm? So now we're there and, you know, there's a bunch of us, you know, we used to be friends. We like, we just, 
the children that lived in family housing somehow we just all made friends with each other at some points we knew each other anyway even though some of us weren't as close as you know some some other ones of us am I making sense I feel like I'm chatting and I'm just waffling but listen stay 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 with me I'm going somewhere right so one time I'm with like my friends and it's mostly boys um <laughs> because you know I was a bad man I wanted to bamba and chill with the big boys yeah so they were riding this bike and skidding and I'm thinking right oh, okay cool yeah I need to learn how to do that yeah so I learned how to skid um and then I took it a little bit too far yeah because amongst the boys there was a guy who I thought was pretty fit yeah I fancied him I'm not gonna name him because he's married now with kids so you know that might be a bit awkward but he does live in Manchester though that's the only clue I'm gonna say he does live in Manchester as well but yeah I fancied him and I wanted to show off naturally I wanted to show off right so I'm doing my rounds, we're taking in turns, they're riding, they're skidding, everything's kosher, everything's good. To Wonka's turn, I'm riding, I'm skidding, I'm impressed with myself. But then I'm thinking, these are little skids that I've been doing. I've seen the boys, they're going, and I want to do that, yeah? So I took it a little bit too far. I, I rode so fast, I had the momentum, but it was too fast. And then I skidded. And the skid started off fine. And then the skid turned into a four. But I kept on skidding, fam. I kept on skidding. But scraping myself because I'd fallen over now. That was so painful. And you know what's mad? You know, have you ever seen movies when they're like driving? Yeah, somebody's driving. And then another person is on the road. And they just put their hands out to try and stop this car. And the car stops within an inch of their face before they turn into mincemeat on that road right the car stops that was basically this situation yeah the bike is skidding for dear life yeah i feel like i was skidding for at least 20 minutes <laughs> on the ground just skidding yeah <laughs> and then as if by magic this bike casually stops right in front of these boys and honestly I don't know how one can keep their composure like that. I don't know how one can keep composure. I couldn't keep my composure. I'm so sorry. But I had to let some... I couldn't keep my composure. Yeah, that was really, really embarrassing for me. Get at me if you remember this story, especially if you're a listener. Because personally, yeah, it was a bit mad. (laughs) I did not like it. I wonder if the guy was impressed to be like, oh, right, that was such a cool skit, even though she fell. That was so sick. But I feel like it was the opposite. It was probably like, oh my gosh, look at Tawonga trying to be a boy, you know, because I was a tomboy when I was growing up. So, you know, yeah, I was basically a man. I'm going to be honest. I was basically a boy. I mean, even my little brother branded me as Tyson. Apparently I was Tyson when I was younger, which is actually really rude. And I think it's bullying. And I don't know how that plays on my mental health. Well, I do know how that plays on my mental health because I destroyed photos of me before in the past when I was still a little bit insecure about it <laughs> I'm not insecure about it now I'm like over it now. but there was a time when being called Dyson was really upsetting that I was like listen I'm gonna find all the photos in this house of me with short hair so that none of us ever have to revisit this Tyson thing in it yeah it's been revisited a couple of times you just have to grow back and get over it but yeah that's my embarrassing if I didn't laugh I'd cry story. I think I was about, if I was living in family housing, then I was probably about 10, 11. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't that, 
yeah, it was just that age where everything is still quite embarrassing. But yeah. Right, so I've got another, and if I didn't laugh, I'd cry story, and embarrassing if I didn't laugh, I'd cry story. Um, that has been emailed in and at if I didn't laugh, I'd cry at gmail.com. So I know none of you lot have what like listen, if you man, right, have walked life and have lived this life without any embarrassing stories, then rah. Because I know you've got them, but for some reason you lot are shy. It's gonna be anonymous, so send them through. Let's all laugh, man, at your expense. You lot are, you lot are winding me up at the moment. <laughs> You're winding me right up, but maybe it's the time, in it? But yeah, this story is from my brother, actually. So thank you so much, Siba, for sending this through. Um, I'm going to read it, but I'm going to um, change the last name of the individual that's been spoken about because, you know, I don't want to say last names. People are going to search and that's long. Anyway, I told Tia, if you remember, guys, when I was saying... Um, in the second solo episode when I was telling you about the life of coming to the UK, living with family, friends, and there was a guy there, little, you know, not like a little boy, but at the time he was a little boy, but we had like age mates, basically. Um, yeah, his name's Tia. So I told Tia that I was going out with Florence Smith, my childhood crush. From the moment we touched down in Heathrow in 2001, it was on site with her. But I told Tia I'm dating her. So I'm in year five, about nine years old. Tia is 14 and he says, Smith? Ashley Smith's sister. I'm going out with Ashley. Let's double date. Lol. <laughs> Your nine is 14 and you like double dating. Listen, a lot to unpack, but let me just read this, innit? At this point, it's too late. I'm trapped in my life. I say, yeah, bet, bluffing, gambling on top of the chance. Oh, gambling on the off chance he doesn't mention it. And this is one of those I'll be in touch moments people say when there really won't be. But as luck would have it, he calls Ashley that night and my sentence is finalized. Guilty of all charges. F me, my brother is dramatic. The way he writes it, bloody... The very next day, we're supposed to be having sports day at school, so we're setting up the spectators' area for parents, putting the seats there and stuff so we don't really have lessons in the morning as it's Olympics in the afternoon. Florence tries to talk to me a few times about, did you tell Tia we're going out? And I just run away, like, full-on, got-to-go, peace. <laughs> I don't think I ever did answer for my crimes in the end, but I shudder whenever I think about it. I did eventually date her for two hours <laughs> a few months later. So <laughs> this Wednesday must have been July 06. And this time we're at a birthday party in a hall in like September 06. She sent some friends over to ask me out. I didn't believe it. I thought they'd caught on to the fact I fancied the pants of her, which is weird because like, what do kids do? right honestly right i've just been talking about having a crush thinking that boy is fit um who i was skidding you know skidded for my life yeah i thought it was fit but i was so young it's so funny because what do we do at that age that's when the hormones start flying about in the air mate yeah but i say no because i thought if i say yes they'll just laugh at me oh they came a few more times insisting harder turn them away still I then went to find the boys to find the boys' toilets, which had me walk past the girls' toilets, and I heard her crying from inside. 
I was thinking, rah, she was being legit, yeah. Oh, please, I hope those friends come ask me again. I fumbled it back. But they did come again, thank goodness. Now to play it smooth, sigh. All right, I guess I can go out with her. Inside, man is bouncing. I thought this is what happiness feels like. Anyway, they run off gas like they just ended the war. And a short while later, Florence comes out of the toilets with her entourage. Her friends disperse in all directions to go and spread the news. Oh my gosh. And the entire party's focus goes from the birthday boy to Florence and Seapol. <laughs> After a couple of hours of people harassing her, asking for the ghost, she comes over to me on about me can't take it on about i can't read this uh i'm telling you this for free see bro if you ever write in again this this ain't it yeah she comes over to me about me can't take it come on um you know and that's how a, a six year long crush was both fulfilled and shattered in two hours what that's so it's both funny and tragic yeah that's where i'm at so to unpack the story a little bit you fancied florence made up a lie that you and florence were kicking it yeah you are in love in a relationship at nine years old you tell somebody somebody else goes okay cool if you two are dating i'm dating our sister we can do this together and you start sweating because you know for a fact <laughs> you are not dating this girl <laughs> so she comes and finds you and asks, what the heck why are you spreading these rumors are you telling people that we're dating and you're like can't have this convo you run off that's jokes and then you're at a disco, a little party, and then everybody's coming over to ask you out for her. And then you say no, you upset her. Then you say yes when they ask you again. Then she can't take the fame because, you know, it's, she's too famous now. She's in the public eye, right? A-list celebrity now. And then she decides, can't take this, too much fame. And then she breaks up with you. No, personally, I would have moved schools. I would have said to mom and dad, right? Mom, dad... I need to move schools. Do you know what I mean? I can't I can't go to this school anymore. I'm being bullied. I would have just made up all kinds of lies. You know? I'm joking. I wouldn't. <laughs> I would have wanted to move though. I've wanted to move schools before, quite frankly, but it just never happened like that. But that's exactly what I would have done. I would have said I need to move schools because things aren't going well over here. But that's jokes. Teaches you a lesson not to make up lies about you're in a relationship with somebody. You know, I find it weird as well when people are online on the internet and they're all like, oh my God, Chris, Chris Brown's my husband. No, he ain't. He's not your husband. He's not your man. Stop it. I think I've done that before, you know. I When I was younger, I genuinely, it's only now I'm literally chatting like I've never been young before. Now I'm moving like now my poo don't stink because I'm all like, oh, I'm 30, I'm mature. Oh my gosh, I'm so wise. I tweeted, actively tweeted Tyrese, his own lyrics, just so he notices me. Every single day I tweeted him. <laughs> just so he responds to me and tells me that he's been in love with me for years as well. We're going to get married. 
But yeah, don't make up your relationships, people. Don't be in relationships with people who aren't in relationships with you. Yeah, it doesn't end well ever, ever, ever. But thank you for writing in, people. I appreciate it. People, write in, please. Um, If you want to write in, it's if I didn't laugh, I'd cry at gmail.com. Um, write in with any stories. You're embarrassing if I didn't laugh, your would cry stories. You're deep if I didn't laugh, I'd cry stories. Let's talk about it. Safe space. Safe space. Let's talk about it. If not, then at vitamin dot T. That's vitamin with double N dot T-E-E. DM me. Slide into those DMs. Send me your stories. Let's talk about it. So moving on to the segment. This is now continuing the story. I think where we were at last week was last week, last solo episode. Am I speaking all right, by the way? Listen, guys, I don't get much feedback from you lot, from the listeners who aren't my sister and my boyfriend and stuff. I don't get much feedback on how this sounds, on how everything presents and stuff like that. So you lot need to be engaging a little bit more because your girl is not sure. I don't even know if I'm doing the right things. I don't even know how this podcast... But it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how this podcast even comes across do you not like it or not like i don't get it i don't get it i'm so confused listen this is how you know i'm going through a little bit of a wobbly i'm having a wobbly because i'm seeking a lot of approval that i don't otherwise seek so yeah email me message me tell me everything's okay because it just doesn't feel like it is but it is i'm just being a little bit dramatic so Last time, last solo episode, we left it at, you know, moving to the UK, starting school in primary school and, you know, just everything that I was experiencing. Do you get it? So, so I'm in primary school. We finished primary school. I sat my sat. You know, one thing that did happen in primary school that to me stood out, that made me go rah, was the fact that we had a teacher, right, called Miss Queen. And we went on summer holidays and, you know, usually when we go on summer holidays, you go back to school and you see your teachers again and that's that, right? But remember when I was telling you about Mr. Hunt? Mr. Hunt and Miss Queen started dating and then we went on summer holidays. And during summer holidays, I got word and I don't know how this, you know, I had a friend called Noemi. Noemi tells me, um, by the way, Miss Queen has died. And I'm thinking, Miss Queen has died. We're just, are you all right? Like three weeks ago, Miss Queen, it's okay. Like she's not. But then she was like, yeah, she went hiking or something like that. And she fell off the cliff and she died. And that, to me, that changed everything. And I think this was the break between year six and year seven. So I wasn't going back to school. You know, I just heard, I just heard rumors that Mr. Hunt were a little bit depressed you know, and he was a bit meaner and more toxic than he ever was when we were in school. Speaking of Mr. Hunt. Mr. Hunt was one of the teachers, I think, that, like, traumatised me when I first came to the UK. My guy would absolutely shout at you. He would basically shout at you lip to lip. His lips on your lips, shouting at you in your face, spitting everywhere. Oh, my gosh, in front of the whole classroom, right? Like, what the heck is that? 
you know what I mean? Nobody really respected him. I think we just all feared him. And I think that's what was happening. Yeah, so, you know, I was really happy to see the back of Mr. Hunt, to be honest with you. Even though that's the same teacher, Mr. Hunt, that was like, oh, she's got a skill here. And that's the one who got me in these after school clubs running, constantly just running. I moved to, I moved secondary schools and I go to year seven now, innit? And I remember my first day, my first day of year seven, I had a massive massive bag it was like bloody hell like those camping bags it may as well be as big as the camping bags you know the ones you need to put like your little pots on the side and you put yeah <laughs> that's how big it was and I remember thinking to myself before I went to school this bag is is empty it's got nothing in it and I didn't like the idea of my bag just looking empty even though it's my first day of school in it <laughs> so I decided to put an Argos catalogue in my bag. <laughs> you know them bulky <laughs> So I put that in my bag to give it a little bit of volume. Hmm? A little bit of bulk. Yeah, a little bit character because I didn't want all the people who've been going to school for such a long time to look at me and go, oh my gosh, look at that little kid. She's got, she's got nothing in her bag. Oh my God, how embarrassing. So yeah, I decided to put an Argos catalogue in the bag. And then, you know, slowly but surely, my bags started getting smaller and smaller until when I was leaving school. I can tell you right now for free, I didn't even carry a bag, right? I used to get to carry my lunch and that's it. Yeah, a pen in my pocket. Planner. We had to have these planners and we used to get credit points. Yeah, I gave up on credit points. I think it was like year eight when I decided, in fact... These points, I'm just collecting these points to impress these teachers, but I didn't give a heck. Yeah, I didn't give a heck. I stopped collecting credit points. I stopped carrying a bag, not to be cool or anything, even though I think I was really damn cool. But it's because I just couldn't be bothered. But high school was where characters are made and where a lot of crap happens. And actually, it's it's a very scary place when I'm looking back on it. It's so many different characters, so many different year groups, so much potential for somebody to be nasty to you. And my God, have I had my fair share of nastiness, my fair share of racism, right? My fair share of sexism, my fair share of just point blank nastiness. And I also think that I was one of those people. I think I was at the giving end of that as well. So I feel like it's it's very, very not just one-sided. So let me say what I used to do in high school, innit? <laughs> let me tell you what I was like in high school. Then we'll go into what I received in high school. So I would say if I was to describe myself general as a high school student, I would say that I was probably the class clown. I was one of those kids who we're just chatty all the time, especially in like comfortable situations. So if I'm sitting next to somebody who I know and like, um, then we'll be chatting the whole time. So I had a couple of people, I'm going to name these names because I'm not really that asked about it. So I had a couple of people that don't put me next to them because this lesson is just going to be talking in it. So one of them was Sean, first names only, no last name, Sean. Amber, because we're just going to chat for time. Um, Holly, hey, Tawonga, what you doing? That Holly, yeah? <laughs> Loved Holly. So we used to chat all the time. Um, who else? 
Gosh, I wasn't really in the same classes as Alex because she was just smarter than me and she was just in higher sets than me. Oh, a guy called Devin. Oh, me and Devin were bros. Me and Devin were bros all my days. Um... Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. These are just the people who used to be in my classes, some of them anyway. So like art class, um, PE. So me and Holly had art and PE together and we also had tutor together. Me and Devin had tutor together. We also had, blimey, I can't remember. Let me not even try to remember. But these are the people that I had a few lessons with who were really gone and were in the same half. So there was X half and Y half, yeah? But I would say that I was a class clown. So I was just chatting, chatting, chatting. I used to get sent out a lot for chatting and causing a disruption because I made a joke and people thought it was funny. I can't... Listen, teachers, you need to lighten up, yeah? Teachers need to lighten the heck up. Your your classes are a little bit boring. That's why people are talking. You need to find a way to engage students so that your students can be engaged and not chat. Because if I've got the opportunity to chat, that means I'm not engaged. And it's not because I don't want to be engaged. It's because you're not engaging. And you know what? I'm going to have another, another rant, in fact. Even though I've already had a rant, I'm going to have another rant, yeah? School. These institutions, how are you teaching me the same way as Emily, right? If Emily is a visual learner, cool, good for Emily. But if I'm a learner, who I'm a type of learner that needs a little bit of effort and a little bit of, you know, a different method, for example. How about you figure that out? How about you get to know your pupils, right? And literally meet them at their level so that they can learn according to how they learn, right? That way... They can pass. Because I've thought to myself, how is it that we're taking the same lessons, doing the same lessons, doing the same exams, but then some people pass and some people don't. Some people are in top set and some people are in bottom set. How come? It's not because we're stupid. It's just the my learning style was different to the teaching methods. Do you know what I mean? Some people just got it straight away. There were some proper nerds who just got it and they'll be asked a question and they'll know the answers. And I just didn't get it. And there was... There were certain subjects that were more difficult than other subjects, right? But I feel like in schools, instead of putting so much pressure about, oh, you're in bottom set or you're in top set or your number, you know what I mean? We should actually just personalise learning so that everybody gets something out of it because my learning style is genuinely not going to be the same as Jeremy's. It's not. 
I don't think there should be people failing really if we're to personalize the learning, right? That's just my two cents on it. Is it two pence or two cents? Listen, this English language breaks my brain every single time because I don't get these little sayings, but I want to be involved. <laughs> I don't know what they are, but I want to be involved. So I'm going to say two pence, my two penneth worth. We're just going to have to leave it there. But yeah, so class clown, distracting the class. And I used to, I think I used to get on quite a lot of people, right? I used to get on quite a lot of people, but I think I've got a sharp tongue. I don't even think, I know I've got a sharp tongue. So if somebody was to say something remotely nasty to me, even if it was like above board, I would kind of like hit below the belt because how dare you even try it? How dare you even try it, right? And I was a little bit of an angry kid as well. <laughs> Not much has changed. But um, I remember after Piss Pants Gate, like there was, you know, an attempt for a little bit of bullying, you know, but I just could not for the life of me permit that to happen yeah so anybody who wanted to bring it up even me even me i can bring stuff up about you yeah even me i can say things that will hurt you yeah don't try that do not try that and i was also quite mouthy and i was mouthy to the wrong people as well i think because i was threatened to get beaten up a number of times um I remember there was this girl, we were right, we were lining up outside of RE and it was for this teacher. I forgot her name. I think she had a double barrel name, but um, she used to listen to Where Is The Love a lot in her lessons. So if you went to Garth yet again, get at me because I really want to know what her name was because um, I forgot. But she was one of my favorite teachers before she left. Um, I remember lining up outside her lesson and there was this like year 11s. Um, and one of the girls started like saying something to me like nasty. I don't remember what. And I remember just mouthing off back. And she was like, after school, after school, yeah? And I was thinking, after school, what the heck? But then in my mind, I'm doing up shiving me timbers, isn't it? But out outwardly, I'm going, yeah, <laughs> after school. <laughs> oh, shook. So all day I was thinking about this and all day I was thinking, nah, I can't allow myself to get jumped after school because my guard is going to be low because me, I'm just going to be thinking school's over, let's go home. But then if they just come up and they want to beef, then I don't know. So I decided that um, after the lesson, so it was like that lesson and I think there was like another lesson after that um, and then shooter. And then after the lesson, the last lesson and before tutor, when we were lining up, her tutor was upstairs, our tutor. So I walked upstairs and I was like, I'm here. <laughs> Who do I think I am? I'm here. Yeah, if you want to go, let's do it now. Yeah. And she just looked at me and then turned away and I never got problems. And to me, I'm thinking, right, now anyway, bro, what if she decided with all her friends, because her friends were wham they were wham, yeah? She was, ugh, they were all burly, yeah? They went gym, I think. They ate iron for breakfast because they were wham. I was so nervous, but I thought, you know what, Tonga, you've got to be bold. You've got to be bold and you've got to go there and you've got to say, you're looking for a fight. I've come to find you, so we do it. I don't know what I was going to do, but I'd rather get beaten up with courage than get beaten up, shooketh, do you know what I mean? Or apologise, for something that I know I'm not sorry for. So 
that's the kind of like person I was. And I don't think a lot of people know this because I was just feeling hella like brave, but that's, I was, I was so mouthy. I think I'm pretty mouthy now, but I don't think I would be mouthy to strangers. And the reason why I stopped being mouthy to strangers, let me put a pin on high school. Let me just jump a little bit ahead. Ne? I'm in college now. Yeah. And I've got a friend called Sarah. Me and Sarah finished college. You know, Sarah was my best friend in college. Yeah, I loved Sarah. We lost touch though after college. So, you know, fake friend. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Me and Sarah were in outside of college and there were these two guys. Yeah. Or these three guys. Or these two guys, actually. And apparently they were brothers, but, you know, they didn't look like brothers. And one of them was known, I didn't know this at the time, but one of them was known for beating up his girlfriend, just beating up girls, period. Yeah, he didn't give a heck, right? So I'm standing outside of college now and these two guys are there and me and Sarah are there and they made a comment to Sarah and I'm thinking, no, I'm going to back my friend. I can't remember what the comment was, but it wasn't very good. It wasn't, it wasn't very nice. And Sarah was quite mouthy as well. So she's like, um, and I'm like, don't talk to my friend like that, literally going in. And then the guy was like, shut your mouth, shut your mouth. And I'm thinking, no, you shut your mouth. So I start saying that, you shut your mouth. And it goes like, you know what? If it wasn't for these cameras, I would punch you in your face. And I was like, bro, there's a garden around there. And I know there's no cameras. Let's go. And he's like, come on in, come on in. And I'm thinking, cool, let's go. So I start following him. Angels from above grabbed my legs and said, Tawonga, stop right here. Stop right here. Yeah? This guy is leading the way. When people don't want no smoke, they let you lead. Yeah? They let you go in front. This guy is leading the way. Do you understand? So these angels from up above literally held my feet on the floor. And I was like, nah, allow it. And I turned around. And he was like, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what swearing, saying all sorts. Yeah? And then this other guy that we used to know, yeah, <laughs> walks by. Yeah, so I'm just going to call him Jordan. That's not his real name. Yo, Jordan. Jordan, do you know this girl? I kid you not. Jordan looks at us and Jordan goes, nah, and laughs and walks off. That's when I knew it was serious. Mm? That's when I knew that I was going to get head back. That's when I knew yeah, it was going to be WWE and I wasn't going to have a chance. That's when I knew this was going to actually happen. And I was thinking, rah, I nearly went round the corner with this guy where there's no cameras. I was going to get battered. <laughs> then I walked now through town and I met up with a group of us. You know, there was a bunch of black people who just used to hang around together, meet up, whatever. Good vibes. Anyway, yeah. A great little community. So met up with them, you know, after Sarah went. And they were like, Tawonga, what happened? And I'm like, what happened where? You know, not not deep in the magnitude of the situation. Because to me, I just walked away in there. I thought, nah, I'm not doing this. I just walked off. But Jordan, yeah, Jordan, who claimed he didn't know me, like Judas Iscali, yeah, yeah. Went and told all these group of people, our friends, what has just happened. And they're like, you know that guy? That guy, he's known for beating up his girlfriends, even in town. He doesn't care if it's broad daylight. He doesn't care who you are. You can catch those hands. And I was like, say swear. And they were like, yeah. So 
what were you doing? What happened? And I started explaining the situation. They're like, nah, you should have kept quiet. Let your friend defend herself. You should have just kept quiet because now this guy might be after you. I kid you not. Yeah, the two years they go, the rest of my college life was lived in fear walking through town. He went to prison anyway, so I was very happy about that. <laughs> when he went to prison, that's a day I could rest and breathe. Yeah, but in high school, I was not of that impression I was mouthing off to a lot of people honestly and um yeah so I think I would say yeah let's just let me be real let me be candid I hope it's a safe space right I would say borderline I was also a bully at some point you know not like continuously to the same person I don't think I was that person and if I was to you and I'm just not remembering then I completely wholeheartedly apologize and you know what pop up if I wronged you and you listen to this podcast, pop up because I would like to apologize personally and just listen to what you've got to say for real. Because I think high school was a confusing time for all of us. And I've got some people on my social media now who I wasn't really friends with in high school, but I'm thinking, rah, you are jokes. How come we weren't friends? You are so funny. So yeah, I think it's just a warped mindset sometimes in high school that we literally miss the people who are actually quite good for us as well. There's just this hierarchy. There's a hierarchy in high school that shouldn't exist. You know, I don't know about now, but when we went to school, there was a hierarchy that just shouldn't exist. And with that hierarchy comes a pecking order. Do you know what I mean? Stay in your lane. <laughs> Stay in your lane, you know, one of us, you can't sit with us, <laughs> which is just so embarrassing when I think about it, because come on, I get on with all different people from all walks of life now, different backgrounds, different stories. But in high school, it's like, if you're not popular, I don't want to be your friend, which is crazy, crazy. But yeah, I remember, though, there was this other girl, um, her name was Sophie, Yeah. Sophie was a very quiet girl. Sophie was to herself. Sophie just wanted to get on with it. Sophie just wanted to get on with it. Please don't pay attention to me. But somehow Sophie ended up being, you know, the butt of the joke because whenever she got asked a question, she used to speak in a specific kind of way and that was something that, you know, used to get picked on. And, you know, I think it was just cheap laughs sometimes as well the the making fun of people and the bullying and stuff it was just cheap laughs and you know I'm just gonna call it what it is because I feel like if you are going to banter somebody who doesn't banter back and who doesn't respond back and you know what I mean that's bullying because it's like picking on a little baby do you know what I mean? So, Sophie, I am so sorry because I know that I was definitely involved in your high school life being a little bit mad. And I'm completely sorry about that. And also, it wasn't just students who probably got it from me. Yeah, this episode is just... Oh, I don't know how it's going to be received. But if I can just be real and candid, please let me atone for my sins. <laughs> publicly you know what I mean I embarrass certain people publicly so I'm gonna apologize publicly or just take accountability publicly there are also teachers some teachers deserved it Miss Thomas you deserved everything everything that came your way Miss Thomas because I think you were very racist and actually your lessons are learned sweet f all actually whenever we were learning history with you Miss Thomas I really think you were enjoying teaching us about slave trade I think you were definitely enjoying it when people turn around to look at me, yeah? 
Every single time you sent me out, every single time you tried to give me detention and I refused, every single time you went to get Mr. Raymond to come and get me or whatever. Miss Thomas, I don't regret any of that. You deserve all of that because you're a racist. You were racist to my sister. You were racist to me. I learned nothing in your lessons. You actually didn't want to teach me because every time I put my hands up, you wouldn't come to help me. So, Miss Thomas, I'm not sorry. And if Miss Thomas has passed, then R.I.P. in it. I'm still not sorry. I said what I said. <laughs> I said what I said. However, there was a teacher who was South African who came to like, um, who came to cover. She was like a substitute teacher, but she stayed for a little month, for a little while. I think it was like several months, maybe a little bit more. And she was covering a German lesson right because one of the teachers decided to get knocked up and then she went on maternity break so she covered us and um I forgot her name but she was South African and she used to tell me you know what us Africans we need to stick together we need to like you need to make sure you're learning you are not the same as these other people because of where you're coming from she used to say all these things that my parents would say to me as well right but she was very 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 soft and I think that in my head, trying to impress my peers, um, I kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost as if I knew that she had my back and I knew that I can probably get away with it. But I think we definitely went too far. It wasn't just me, this part, but I always remember it and I always feel bad for it. So I remember one time... Um, she was teaching a lesson and there was a phase when we all had firecrackers. There was just firecrackers knocking about and every single lesson, some firecrackers would be let out. And this particular lesson, she did not have control over the class. She did not have control of the class. And we were just firecracking all over the gaff. People just switching seats whenever they wanted. We were just talking. We were not learning. And she broke down in tears. She broke down in tears and I started giggling and she looked at me and she said, crying, she goes, I have feelings too, to one guy. She called me out by name and that gives me chills to this day because 100% right, she does have feelings too. But I think being a student and being in high school, I don't think you think of teachers as having feelings. I think you think of teachers a little bit like how you view your parents, a little bit invincible, a little bit just not like you. You're the only person in the world that has feelings and adults don't. I would say a little bit of an eye-opener on my behaviours in terms of like how it affected teachers. But to this day, I think about it occasionally and I think, I hope she's okay. I hope she's forgiven me. I did apologise, but I don't think it kind of like, I don't think it's felt right in my mind, right? Even though I apologise and I apologise privately as well, not in front of people, but I think it just made me feel quite crap and really, really awful because no one should be made to feel that way. Nobody, not even a teacher. So I have come, I just don't like that part of my high school life that I, a teacher was made to cry and she pointed me out by name. That just makes me feel like I was the biggest culprit in how she was feeling, you know? The head teacher had to come, shouted at all of us. And from that point forward, when it came to her lessons, I listened. I actually went in and I shut it up and I was an advocate for her. And I used to be like, shut up, everybody telling everybody to shut up because I just felt guilty and I just felt really bad, to be honest.
was there an incident where I made another? I don't think I made another teacher cry. I don't think I made that many teachers cry. I'm gonna be honest, but I think I just made teachers quite upset because of how um defiant I was and how quick witted I was, and you know, they I would have comebacks quite quickly. There would be times I'd walk into a lesson and I'll say one thing, the whole class would laugh, and then I would get sent out for the rest of the lesson. So high school was a bit mixed for me. You know what I mean? But the parts that I played were definitely, I don't think it was cool because making fun of people, it's the norm of high school. So I'm not like beating myself up about it too much. But I just think that, you know, there were some people that didn't deserve to get my, there were some people that deserved to be protected and not to be bantered because they were causing no problems to nobody. Yeah. So those people, if you're listening to this and you've got people in high school who get bantered, who don't cause any problems stand up for those people in it because they don't deserve none of this now that I've grown up a little bit I'm in a whole like I'm in a different mindset you know what I mean a completely different mindset um I don't really like people who I don't like not really I hate bullies I hate bullies you know I don't think bullying is cool I don't think it's fun you know and I think at the time I don't think bullies know that they're bullies right I don't think bullies can say oh I'm a bully I don't think so. And when I was in high school, I don't think I could say, oh, that was bully. That was bully behavior there. No, I don't think so. To me, it was all kosher. It was all above board, even though now in hindsight, it really wasn't. And I don't like bullies. I don't like people who take advantage of people who are um, less chatty, less, less, I don't know, who haven't got much of a backbone. I don't like it when people... Um, make fun of people's looks you know my looks were made fun of constantly constantly yeah and the looks weren't made fun of constantly by like people in high school it was people who were meant to be my friends yeah people who I was like you are my friend and they'll make fun of my looks most of my insecurities didn't come from being bullied by random bullies in high school most of my insecurities came from people who were meant to be my friends who would absolutely laugh at me behind my back and I don't give a heck if they were to say to me now I know these people to this day in it I don't give a heck if they were to say like oh I wasn't making fun of you to make fun of you yeah you were yeah you were <laughs> and I don't like that so you know thinking about that makes me think about the things that I did and the things that I said about people that you know went just went great and it's only now at 30 that I can truly say, you know what, it's not nice to make fun of people's looks, to even make a comment on someone's looks, especially when they can't help it, you know, like making someone's, I find of someone's eyes, for example, the shape or the, you know, the size or whatever is just a little bit mad. Because if you looked in the mirror, there are a lot of things that somebody can say about you and your looks. You get it, but I think hurt people hurt people, and like I said, I was a really angry kid when I was growing up. I was just mad, you know. I don't think much is different as an adult. I think I just know how to regulate my emotions, but I was just mad, fuming all the time, you know. So, yeah, hurt people hurt people. Anybody could have gotten it, but that's who I was in high school. I was, I would say, funny, pleasant. I had friends, but I just think that if you got on the wrong side of Tawonga, there was no other way around it besides all the smoke, all of it, yeah? No holding back. No smoke was reserved. All the smoke was for you. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> so to all those who have her, yeah, and I know I'm chuckling and I'm laughing. It's just, it's just funny in hindsight to think, oh my gosh, I was this person and I'm worlds apart from that individual now. Worlds apart. I can't imagine going back to high school now. If I, if I was in high school now, if I was to go back to high school, be a kid again, but with the mentality I have now, I don't think I would even belong to a set friendship group. Yeah, I am so sorry to everybody who are hurt in high school because now I'm going to start going in. By now, I mean the next solo episode. I'm going to start going in the things that I experienced. Yeah, where I was on the receiving and obviously some stories will come up where I was on the giving and the things that I said and the things that I did. But this episode in particular, I just wanted to say sorry to those I hurt because it's a bit mad. <laughs> it's a bit mad. And anybody who I made little comments here and there about who didn't deserve it, anybody whose name I made fun of, listen, listen, my name is a little bit Teachers couldn't pronounce my name. Substitute teachers forget about it. So, you know, it's a little bit mad for me to be sitting in a glass house throwing stones to other people's peculiar names, unique names. It's just funny how life works. But yeah, so thank you for sticking with me. It's been a very ranty, a very ranty, very negative the way it's felt to me anyway, episode. However, I've got a quote for you guys, and my quote is a very simple one. That's the mantra that's getting me through at the moment. The saying is, whatever will be, will be. Wah, wah, wah. I'm sorry the episode is over, but please tune in next week for another exciting journey. Goodbye, goodbye, bye, bye, bye. Have good vibes. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.